Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to Caravan Podcast, a show about Pakistan's startup ecosystem where we have intimate conversations with founders and investors driven to catapult Pakistan into the digital age. We'll discuss what it's really like to start a business, the highs and the lows, the setbacks, the comebacks, the lessons everything. I'm your host, as always, Ahmad Mia, partner at Caravan, a community-driven venture capital platform. Now, given the nascent ecosystem, there's a massive spread between the talent in the country and the resources that are available to support them. Our mission at Caravan is to close that gap by providing both capital and expertise at the earliest of stages. You can find more information about Caravan at www.caravan.vc. In this episode of Caravan Podcast, we get to sit down with Atif Arif, the founder of MyGhar a startup redefining hassle-free living spaces designed for young professionals in Pakistan. Let's get straight to Atif. Atif, thank you so much for being on the Caravan podcast. I really appreciate you taking out the time. Let's start a little bit with your background. What started and what got Atif into getting into entrepreneurship? Thanks, Ahmad. I really appreciate it. Uh, So where does it start from? I guess it starts from the time I was born. I was born into... A family-run household where business was always being done. Um, our family business is uh, from travel and hospitality. My father has a conventional travel industry, travel agency business in Pakistan. We were born in Karachi, raised in Toronto, and then I moved back about 10 years ago. So when I first moved back, I was in the whole travel industry, sort of just wanted to get out of it because there was no fun. There was nothing exciting happening. Um, it was a conventional travel agency business. But then somehow or the other, I founded Super Safari Express, which was Pakistan's first guided tour bus. And alhamdulillah, you know, that's, uh, that's been a fantastic uh, sort of side project for us, which grew into a business on its own. Um, and then about four years ago, I got into property and real estate. And the idea behind that was to sort of create some sort of impact while getting into the real estate industry. So in order to do that, what I started doing was... Um, I started with conventional brokerage, then I got into construction, and then I wanted to sort of create a company that bridges real estate and technology together mm-hmm. and creates some sort of impact. And the idea that came to mind was um, a local version of Airbnb. So me and two other partners, we started uh, and we founded Kumo.pk, which was a localized Airbnb version. But when we started doing that, we realized, okay, in order to make this into a successful model, let's sort of move towards where tourism actually lies. And that was Islamabad. Little to our knowledge, when we moved to Islamabad, it was the first time I was moving within Pakistan as a bachelor, right? And as a single individual, um, I think we found a problem which was much bigger than creating a local version of Airbnb. So within Pakistan, traveling or moving between cities as an individual, as a bachelor or a bachelorette, is very difficult. That's like a university. Uh, just to put context on this, like bachelor, you put in university is still single and is looking for a job. Looking for a job or even a student. So essentially, even what student, options okay. do you have? Right? Um, you have either the hostels, which are very shoddy, 
Um, you can get into flat sharing with a couple of people, but then for that, that means you have to give brokerage fees, commissions, then you have to find furniture, then you have to find the space, a space that allows single individuals to live, and then you have to find roommates as well. Which is um, a right. whole other journey, yeah. So, or you can go and you can live with your family, right? So yeah. how long do you want to be doing that for you? Everyone wants to be independent. So what we realized when we moved there, we found a space. We found something that was affordable, accessible, gives you privacy, gives you a sense of community. But it took me a month and a half, two months. So this is a process which should be in a couple of clicks, essentially. Um, and I think that's where we realized that instead of Pumo, there's actually a bigger problem that needs to solve, which is around empowering this whole movement of independent living for the young millennials, right? Um, yeah. And that's where my car was founded. Uh, that's my sort of entrepreneurship journey. And I think my car is a company, it, more than a company, it's a movement. It's, it's the idea to empower millions of young individuals to make independent living more accessible and affordable. And how do we do that? We do that simply by creating fully furnished spaces with all utilities included and a complete hassle-free living. That's awesome. So basically, if you put context on this, if you put the macros in Pakistan's economy and Pakistani startup ecosystem, there's like 200 million people, the youngest population almost anywhere in the world, uh, where majority of the population is under 30 years old. So it all comes back to, can you switch that off if you don't mind? Sure. There's sure. That, whatever the vibration is, please. Is that better? Yeah, just vibration at others. This keeps beeping and it's going to keep on coming. Um, so basically, if you look at the macros of Pakistan, and when you think about the fact that you know the whole population is getting into the job market, um, a lot of the kids who are under 30 are in universities. Culturally, Pakistan may have you know you, you don't move out of the parents' home or you go so it's also that mental shift, but then there's also that westernization where people do want to be able to find a place and live with roommates and live, especially in the metro- metropolitan cities like Karachi, Oge, Lahore, Oge. Islamabad, I don't but I think Islamabad may be the apartment culture um, where you are getting more the than image. the apartment culture. Amad, just sorry, I'm cutting you off. It's also the fact that no one had that accessibility or affordability before, right? Yeah. So when you think of moving out of a city, what do you think? Where am I going to live? How am I going to live? Who am I going to live with? So the first thing that comes to your mind is So we provide fully furnished beds for 12,000 rupees a month. Which is incredible. 12,000 rupees a month. Okay. Um, and it goes up to 32,000 rupees a month, which are your executive rooms. So that has your air conditioning facility. You have a private room, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think the fact is that this is already happening in a fragmented market. We see this greenfield opportunity. Um, and we're just sort of trying to bring that together. So now in the process of starting my what were some of the challenges that you came across? I think we're still starting Maigar. We'll continue to start Maigar as, as we grow. And the challenges remain every single day. But I think the biggest challenge remains um, because we're the first ones pioneering the concept of co-living in Pakistan. Um, I think the biggest challenge is market validation. Essentially, 
for people to trust us with their assets, for people to trust us as a brand, as a, as, as, you know, because these are tenancy laws in this country are, are very strong. So people have a lot of investments in their real estate asset, but they're more convinced towards families and traditional individuals renting out those spaces. Whereas when we come in, what we're saying is we're going to take on a property. We're going to maintain it better than you. We're going to give you timely rent, but we're going to rent it out to somebody else. or we're going to give the license to somebody else. So I think supply has been our biggest challenge because clearly the population keeps on growing in this country, but the accommodation that needs to be affordable, central, accessible, those are very much limited in supply. Well, Usi challenge go tell me some of the ways that you look to approach and speak to some of these people that are that have control over the supply to get them to come on your side and be like, Yellow so Bieri, Miri Building, Ab Maigar Shurukarusme. So how do you go about initially that? Initially, when we started off, it was more of an FNF approach, family and friends. Um, so we got, you know, scattered one apartments, two apartments, three apartments. But of course, to logistically manage that was also very difficult. Um, and now what's happening is as we, so in the last six months, we've already set up around 110 beds. We're sitting at about 85% occupancy. We're growing month on month at about 35%. Um, what's happening is a lot of our current landlords are bringing other supply to us that, but then of course we have a complete financial feasibility and architectural feasibility that we look at. Um, and then we go and we sort of acquire those places. So the, you're, you're, you're talking about reaching that tipping point. Like now you have an MVP, it's working in the market. You are now getting inbound supply requests basically, which is awesome. Now, how do you go about customer acquisition? Like what did, what was the plan on showcasing Logonko? Okay, like this is a better opportunity um, or like, do you go via Facebook ads? Do you go via newsletters? Like what's your approach to get customer acquisition? We don't, we don't spend a dime on marketing. Um, and uh, I think the idea has always been create a product so extraordinary that your first customer becomes your marketing tool. That's what we did with Super Savari Express. You know, and that's, I think, what we intend on doing with MyCard as well. So essentially, ours is simple growth hacking, online forums, and et cetera. And from there, we started off with three beds. And I think that's just been our source to get to 110 and our target of 250 before the end of the year. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the successes and the failures that you've faced over the, I mean, even with COVID, right? Like that has impacted so many businesses in so many different ways. Um, you're dealing with something that's tactile, something where you're giving people a place to stay. Um, how did you manage the successes and the failures over the last year? So I think, I think um, the successes and the failures that, you know, it's definitely been a challenge given COVID and the situation globally with the pandemic. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's given birth and a bigger push to the co-living industry at large. So remote working has become something that's extraordinary, that's become the demand of the hour, need of the hour. And we've seen a huge grow in trend for that as well. So the average household in, say, Europe or North America is about two, two and a half people per household. Mm -hmm. In Pakistan, the average household is about seven people. Um, yeah. Now that's seven people living under four walls. And when you're working from home, there's a lot of distraction. And what MyCar allows you to do is you get 
So you get Pani, Bijli gas, Wi-Fi, backup generator, washing machine, a fully equipped kitchen with fridge, microwave, chula, all your appliances, fully equipped, ready to go, which is a sense of ownership, just like your own home for 25,000 rupees a month. So we've seen freelancers, digital nomads, people that are working from home, just taking a room and booking it out. And they're like, you know what? At least we have a space that we can go to and we can focus without any distractions. So I think that shift in, 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 in just general behavior has been a great success for us. The, um, seeing the shift in uh, people and their stories, the kind of impact that we're making on ground, you know, our male properties are separate, but now our female properties are separate. So, so irrespective of gender, the kind of impact, you know, the stories that we hear that, that the physical abuse at home and my gut has become a safe haven for me. Yeah. Um, I was getting assaulted and now, you know what, I can at least focus on my work. Um, as far as individuals are concerned that, you know, I was not, I, I was, I got an amazing job, but I wasn't moving because I didn't know where to live. And now I am able to move and not worry and sort of stand on my own two feet and, and focus on what I need to focus on, whereas I don't need to worry about. So I think these, these, these stories, these narratives have been our, our, our success and our failures, they're, they're countless. I think um, as the CEO of MyCar, the one thing that I say is we're the world's best place to fail. And the important thing in that is to learn from those mistakes. Every single day, we want to create empowered teams. We are, we are all about delegation. It's an open one-window solution where whether it's our cleaners, our janitorial staff, whether it's our property managers, whether it's our community managers, um, they are given the authority to take decisions, make mistakes. Um, and I think as far as failures are concerned, I think rather than failures, I'll call them stepping stones. Every single time we've learned something, we've tried to improve on. So the quality of construction has been really poor in this country, unfortunately, for the properties yeah. that we've acquired so far. And, you know, as far as the cost element has been, we've tried to keep it very unit economics disciplined. We've, we're lean as a company. So I think that's been something that we keep on learning from on how to improve that. Um, and um, just, just, just knowing what works, what doesn't work. We try private rooms. We're trying, you know, shared rooms. We've tried um, different occupancies. We've tried how washrooms can work. So all of those trials and errors have been failures, but they've been stepping stones in making what MyHer is today. And that's awesome. all of this revolves around one word, and that's empathy. So since day one, we've created a company that had dard and esas at every stakeholder, for every stakeholder and every level. Um, and, and that's really brought our community together. So the loyalty for my car is now that, you know, they'll be there at a community events. They're at that breaking ice that you need when you come to a new city where you're alien to the ways is now irrespective of whether you're Sindhi, Siraiki, Punjabi, Balochi under one roof of my car, you're a Pakistani for a united cause of becoming independent and moving forward in life. That's awesome, yeah. Um... Uh, uh, there's two more questions that I want to ask. One, right now you're Karachi-based. What are the plans for national expansion? I think within the next six months, it's going to be a national presence. It has to be the way we're growing rapidly, alhamdulillah. It's, it's the need of the hour, right? So we're, we're, we're basically targeting a basic housing need 
this isn't a vacation rental platform. Yeah. This isn't a one night, two night guest house. This is a housing need. So whether it's your housing, you know, so it's, it's, it's fully furnished rental spaces, which are hassle-free. The world is moving more towards a hassle-free living. And I think that's, uh, so we have to move nationwide. And if you ask me a bigger vision from, from, from a five-year, six-year perspective, shared living happens in the entire MENOP region. And I'm going to say MENOP now because Pakistan has definitely been brought to the global map. So yeah. do we see ourselves expanding in that direction? Absolutely, 110%. That's awesome. Um, last question for you on, I mean, the answer that you were giving before about the learnings. What are three of the most important lessons that you've learned in your personal journey so far and your entrepreneurial journey so far? Resilience. I, you know, so when you ask me about a failure at my career, I can't even pinpoint it because every day I fail. And I have been failing and I'll continue to fail. Um, so I think, I think resilience, I, I've always been the hardest worker in the room. And if somebody says they're more hardworking than I am, then the next morning I wake up trying to work harder than them. And I think that's that one word that every entrepreneur needs to just sort of breathe. Um, and, and really you need to value time because that's one asset that all of us have, which is the same. Um, and, and, and a very, very dear friend of mine always used to tell me the only thing in life that's constant is change. And the only thing certain is death. So my entrepreneurial journey is beyond me now. It has to be a greater impact. And the only way we can do that is by setting these sort of institutions and entities that can sort of sustain on their own. And then you go on to maybe building, build up uh, bigger blocks. Dude, that's awesome. Atif, thank you so much for taking out the time. I really appreciate it. I'm excited about looking at, you know, how my girl evolves and, and comes nationwide and comes to Islamabad. Awesome. Take care, man. Thanks. For sure. Thanks, Ahmad. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys have any comments, your feedback, please do send them my way. My direct email address is ahmad at caravan.vc or or information on our website which is www.caravan.vc or on Instagram um, our handle is at caravan.vc Until next time, Khuda Hafiz.